0: Right. Hello. Uh, hello Have you worn that dress before? That is the question I
1: don't know, it's a rental But I liked it so much I kept it Have I worn it? I don't <laughs> think so I mean I've like worn it a lot in real life But I don't think I've worn it on a podcast Hey, let's
0: send you some bullshit So that you can buy the bullshit
1: It's, it's clothing It looks very comfortable
0: It if, is very if,
1: comfortable
0: if, 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 if I was I allowed
1: if <laughs> I look pregnant it's like, no. it's like the modern day version of a muumuu It is a muumuu, that's what I was going to say <laughs>
0: There's an episode of The Simpsons where where uh, uh, Homer decides to go full moo and loved it, you know. Uh, But you look very nice. Thank you. Um, Welcome to another episode, guys, of Steve and Captain Evil the podcast. We are very excited to be with you guys. We are um, we're going to be eating um, dinner with Aztec Chevrolet on Thursday, so we're very excited about it. Oh, I'm excited. Um, Well, you know we've we've developed this relationship over over time now, and, and. you know, we always get to talk business. We see them briefly, but we're very excited to sit down and actually eat dinner with them on Thursday. But I feel like
1: this past weekend, oh. we got to meet some of the fa- some of the Aztec family.
0: We did. It was awesome. And I just want to throw a big shout out to Aztec Chevrolet. If you're going to buy a Chevrolet, give Aztec Chevrolet a chance. Yes.
1: They were so awesome yeah. when we walked into the, because Corpus, it was a new comedy club. I walked in and there was a huge Steve Trevino and Captain Evil Aztec banner, Chevy banner. yeah, yeah. They, they made
0: a they made a banner for us. So I took big,
1: pictures poking your
0: nose. <laughs> classy, classy. <laughs> you're so grown up. You're so grown up. Um, so we're we're very excited uh, um, with Aztec Chevrolet and, and able to sit down and eat dinner with them on Thursday yep. and Friday. I'm doing a show for for the Ronald McDonald House. Um, we're going to be raising money for the Ronald McDonald House. It's so a really I'm very cool organization. Excited about that. And then I'm going to be in New Jersey. Um, I'm a
1: little bummed I'm not going with you. I know, I'm not going to lie. But I I'm very, I'm, going.
0: I'm excited about it and and it, it makes me feel great to to and we're selling tickets. I mean, it's doing really really well, but it makes me really proud to sell tickets and then when I talk to um, you know, my agent, she's like, "Oh, wow, you're doing great in in New Jersey." And I'm like, oh, I'm so over this like
1: You only get to Uh, do the... Yeah,
0: you know, this idea that...
1: Where there's high concentrations of Hispanic people.
0: Right, and, you know, and it's just like, oh, my God, stop with this. Yeah. You know, wow, you did great in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Like, do they speak English? Are they married? Do they work? You know what I mean? Like, come on, I'm so over it. But, uh, yes, we're doing very, very well in New Jersey. And then we got to go home um to south texas to do a show and i was so excited about it and and you know but it's 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 also very nerve-wracking you know going home because tons of cousins tons yeah. of friends i don't know that it's i don't family. know that
1: nerve-wracking is the right word cuz you're not nervous about it it's just overwhelming trying to well like, uh, meet everyone's request and handle all the phone calls and the texts and-, well,
0: and and i grew up very close to a lot of my family and, and i want to spend time with them
1: and, and there's I, a I, bunch of them. There's
0: a bunch of them, and I, and I just want to make sure that they feel like I made time for them. But
1: there's only I, so know, much time. Oh my gosh! And
0: and the green room's only so big, and and all of a sudden I've got
1: and the venue's panicking. Yeah, and and the venue's freaking we don't have out. Room for these people and the fire um, marshals outside. But and, you
0: know, dad came out, mom came out. Dad wants special treatment. Mom wants special treatment. You know, cousins yeah. want special treatment. And you know, and and what cracks me up too is is like. Again, I get so frustrated and I hope they're watching. I hope my cousins are watching. Because, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> because it drives me crazy that they ask me questions that can be found on the internet.
1: What time does the show start? Right.
0: What time should we be there? What time does the show start? Are there other comedians? Who goes on? For, and it's just like, come on, man you know is there food there like, i don't
1: think they realize you're getting those questions from 150 cousins
0: right literally, literally um the day of the shows i was getting 14 to 15 different cousins text messaging me you know um can't wait to see you and and
1: and they're sweet and they're i love sweet.
0: them i love them and i want to be with them and and we always find time yeah to hang out with them and 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 you know frankie had his birthday party um friday evening you know mm-hmm. and 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 it was one of those deals where he's like hey um can you hold me 14 tickets for uh-huh. friday and i'm like yeah frank i'll i'll hold you 14 tickets for friday well how much are they how much are the tickets and i'm like well frank they're you know they're, yeah. they're 20 whatever dollars so. okay sure. well who do we pay when we get there and i'm like dude Tell all your friends to go to the internet and buy their <laughs> the tickets. Internet. And by the way, like call me and say. Add to cart. Right. Call, call <laughs> me and say, hey, I've got 14 total. Can you save me a table? That I can do. Right. But it turned into, well, can you save the ticket? Oh, And we need to add two more. Can you hold two more? And can you make sure that we sit together? And it's like, oh my gosh, dude. And
1: right. poor Timmy's
0: freaking out. And then dad shows up and, and grandpa- Because then jo- there's the
1: last minute requests. right? And sometimes you, you're you like, I, we don't have the room, but you can stand. You know, grandpa like,
0: Joe's freaking out and, and he wants special treatment. And where's Steve? And, can I tell you and- that
1: Corpus is when I really miss Deanna?
0: Right? Yeah, she's great.
1: Yeah. Deanna, Steve's old manager. I think, I think she used to come to the Corpus shows just- for me so that well, i wouldn't have a full-on i mean it attack. does
0: help that road manager timmy now knows who the real cousins are yeah you know what i mean where, where now right now now timmy's like no no this one's really your cousin like this one you know um, That's hilarious. and then dad like you know dad was on one man grandpa joe oh, was, he on was on one. fire drinking crown backstage and like
1: pour me another
0: one and pouring everybody no it's free it's free yeah get (laughs) drinks get drinks everybody get drinks where's your cup i need more ice yeah we need more ice in here timmy and then he's in the crowd timmy walks timmy's timmy's job is to count the room to make sure how many people are in there right so timmy's in there counting and i can hear dad from the stage timmy more crown (laughs) i need more crown and i'm like on stage like is that my dad right now like heckling are you, Is my dad heckling <laughs> right now? Like my God! But he's demanding. I want. I want crown. Uh-huh. And, you know. And, and, his and,
1: gruff voice. and who are
0: you? I don't know you. Why are you backstage? Like I'm like.
1: Dude. He on. What you don't know is that like. Three minutes before your dad called him out, we were trying to figure out seats for people. And that guy was so sweet. He was like, well, he can sit at my table. We've got an extra seat. And then and the he, dad's point, like, pointing him. at
0: him <laughs> going, who are you and why are you back here? I don't know you. And I'm like, whoa, dude. Like, and then, so then the guy goes, oh, well, well I'm... Um, I'm Rudy's friend, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm Rudy's partner, cousin, or whatever. A cousin, a cousin's friend. Uh, yeah, you know, a cousin of mine's friend, and he goes, "Well, you need to introduce yourself to me." And I'm like, "Whoa, dude, pump the brakes, guy!" Like, um, which it's, by the way, his and,
1: green room too, baby.
0: Yeah. Well, by the way, and, and Rudy was was um, super sweet. Rudy has opened a um, man. Rudy, you got to look him up. Rudy Ramirez. He's one of my friends on Facebook. Do you he, know the
1: name of the bake shop? I feel shake bad. and bake. Okay,
0: but he has lost. How many pounds did he say he lost?
1: I don't know, but he looks like a completely different person.
0: I would venture to say that he probably lost 180 pounds, right? And he has has changed his life and decided to live the healthy life and he works out constantly and he's he's i mean he's probably lost 180 pounds yeah it's in it's for a second age.
1: i had to do a double take because one i didn't recognize him because he lost so much weight but i thought he was his brother because yeah. now that he's lost all the weight he looks like his brother he's like felix uh-huh. you know
0: and and it was and i mean it was i hadn't seen him since he lost all that weight so that was trippy for me too yeah. but he got really motivated in his healthy lifestyle and he decided to open up a bakery in san antonio called shake and bake and it is a keto bakery basically.
1: Yeah. They use like monk fruit to sweeten things. Yeah, it's no got sugar. Very low carbs, every, high
0: protein. He told me everything that they make is under 10 grams of carb. And I mean, the cookies were good. And that the, like,
1: strawberry, what was like a strawberry crumble? Yeah, It was yummy.
0: Delicious. So they came out. And I, and I love like going home. Like I love performing in front of my hometown and, and, you know, I get to see a bunch of high school friends that I hadn't seen in forever. I get to yeah. hang out with the cousins and and just have a great time. It just and, is
1: overwhelming. It's like an overwhelming amount of love and support. So then, you know what it is? It's like an overwhelming amount of guilt because you can't. Well, and and, and I hope you can't spend time with everyone. And, well, and you know, I hope
0: I hope all the friends and family that came out understand that that I want to see you. I want you to be backstage. And if I didn't get to you. Please forgive me. Like, you know, because, I mean, at one point, there was probably 30 people in the green room, Mm -hmm. maybe more. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. People in the hallway, like, you know, almost falling down the steps, and the green room was full. And, you know, and there's times, you know, Brian was there, uh, writer Brian, and he was kind of in his own room. Uh And I would, there was times where (laughs) I would just go over there and chat with Brian, and the party's still going, and nobody even knows (laughs) that I'm gone. <laughs> like they don't even care that I was, that it, that I'm supposed to be there. Like I, I would just leave and come back and they were still freaking going and having free drinks. And, yeah. but it was, it was fun and it, and it was really special for me. And it is really special for me because, um, you know, we talked about it in the past. I mean, Brandon has made a beautiful comedy club, a real comedy club. This is not, um, the comedy club that he had upstairs. You know, this is a, legit real comedy club made for comedy. So I was really honored to be the first one to perform on that stage and, and uh, get to hang on. I mean, he wasn't even completely done, but it it excites me because there is now a little scene in Corpus. Yeah. Right. There's guys in Corpus and girls, a comedy scene. There's guys and girls that actually do stand up out of Corpus. You know, and, and it's becoming a thing in Corpus.
1: There are like stages, more than one stage. Right, there's, you can there's get other and get stages. And, yeah. and,
0: you know, I've always wanted that for uh, the Coastal bin for South Texas because it is important. The arts are important. Yeah. You know, it's important to to for people to be able to go to a live show that is not just Texas country music. Right? Yeah. Are not just a band. Right. Right. Where they can go, wow, there is this live performance thing for stand-ups. You know, so it's very important to me that it's there. And I'm, it it made me feel good to perform in front of the family, um, to see everybody, to hang out backstage. And I, I just remember, like, my first time, now my first time going on stage, I was a little kid. Second grade talent show. Yeah. But it, it, you know, I'm talking about as an adult. Uh-huh. My first time going on stage was in Corpus, and what happened Where was, was it? so the Harbor Playhouse, uh, which is a cool little theater. It's like yes. 450 seats. It's the um, kind of the, the the city owned little theater, mm-hmm. and the Harbor Playhouse. When I was a senior in high school, started doing like a comedy series.
1: Really? I don't remember right? this. So these
0: comedians were coming in, big comedians, you know? Yeah. And one of the comedians was on the radio and I heard him talking. Oh, wait, on the, doing
1: press to talk doing about press, the show. press, doing
0: morning press. Cause back in the day, kids, <laughs> radio was a thing that people actually listened to. An actual FM dial? <laughs> yeah. um, but I remember I'm on my way to school. It's Friday morning. And I look at Joey Sosa and I go we're not going to school We're going to the radio station And I drove to the radio station and I waited in the parking lot for that comedian To come out
1: Are you serious? Yes
0: So when he came out uh-huh. uh, His wife or his girlfriend had come out first And I said hey you know, Is he in there? You know I don't want to name any names, because mm-hmm. uh, it'll start a whole nother conversation. But I go, is he in there? And she's like, oh yeah, it's my boyfriend. I'm like, well I'm a comedian and I want to go on stage and I, you know, I should be on stage. Blah blah. Uh-huh. So he comes out and he goes, are you from here? I go, yeah, I'm from here. Because he I tell you what, sell 50 tickets, and I'll put you on stage.
1: 50. And I'm like, good thing you have I'm a lot like of cousin. Dude,
0: I'm on yes. it, right? Like I am. <laughs> I'm hitting everybody up. Like, you got to go to this show. I'm on it. bob, bob You know, uh-huh. I mean, I'm selling tickets like crazy and, and I get to go on stage. I just, like, I remember like backstage. Had
1: you ever been on stage at that point?
0: Not a real stage. You know, I mean, I had done barbecues, you know, uh-huh. o- Orlando would have me at a party to do stand up. So, you
1: so you had five minutes? Like you knew what you were going to go on stage. I had no say. idea,
0: I, I, but I mean, yeah. Cause I had already been doing stand up, you know, with, with family and friends and and, uh-huh. and doing like backyard parties. And so you knew, you knew you had some jokes, I had some jokes. Right. Yeah. And I just, like, I was so nervous and I remember, I remember like being backstage and there was like food backstage and, and, you know, several ice chests the way my green room is now. Right. Uh-huh. But I just remember like, this is the coolest thing Ever. Yeah. So I get to go on stage.
1: How many minutes? Do you remember? It was
0: like five minutes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I, I get to do um, both shows. And it was awesome. And now the promoter, his name was a guy named Mark Babbitt out of Houston. Uh-huh. And he goes, I'm Is he gran- still
1: around, Mark Babbitt? I don't know,
0: man. Uh-huh. I don't know. But he goes, he goes every time I come, give me your number, every time I come to town, mm-hmm. if you sell tickets for the shows, I'll put you up. So Jim Brewer came through. I got to go up. Paulie Shore came through. I got to go up. Oh, George, I've never
1: heard this story. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: George Lopez came through. I, I got to go up, and and it was just like that was that was kind of my introduction in Corpus Christi to stand up in the stand up world, and, yeah. and and I just remember the first time, like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, and and it, I guess sometimes I I have to. And I try to, I try very hard to, to always remember what that first felt like so that I can appreciate things now. Yeah. Right. And and even though the green rooms are absolutely insane and absolutely crazy. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too much. I have to remember the times when the green rooms were empty and nobody cared to be backstage, <laughs> you know, and nobody thought it was, a you know. <laughs> That I was a big deal. So there was
1: no alcohol in the yes. green room because you weren't making any money.
0: <laughs> but the first time on stage for me was was uh really, really special.
1: I was gonna say I didn't well, you said you were in high school when you did that. I didn't see you go on stage. I when I saw you for the first time, you were performing at the Selena. You were like in a bigger theater already. What's that? The first time I saw you is everything okay? Yes. You like kinda well uh... We'll see. Oh. Go
0: ahead.
1: Um, no, the first time that I saw you go on stage, you were not in the Harvard You were, you were you like were five. Big... No, that's not true. Yes.
0: At oh, the talent oh, show.
1: Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Because my brother was in your the Your brother show, was too. in the
0: same talent show I was in, and you saw me on stage, and you were like, ooh.
1: No, no. But the first time I saw you on stage as an adult, you were performing at the Selena, and you were an opening act. And I think I went backstage with my dad and you were very cocky. Your ego (laughs) was very apparent even back then. And I didn't necessarily think that you were that funny. I think I was just more impressed that, look at your face right now. (laughs) I think I was just more impressed that like you were following your dream. Because at the time I think I, I must've been a senior in high school. And it was before. No, I, you
0: were still in college. You were in college
1: when I saw you the, for the first time. Yes, you were at in Selena?
0: college. You were. You were. You was were, I already yes, in college? Yes, you are. already well, okay, in so college. I. But I
1: was like a theater student, so I was super artsy fartsy, and I was all about the arts. And I just remember being really impressed that, like, here was someone who was doing it.
0: And you're like, I'm totally gonna bone that guy. <laughs> I'm gonna get with that guy.
1: I totally- you were that funny. I didn't think you were that
0: good. I I think it's funny that people are like free britney her dad controls all her money.
1: Because her... I do that for you? Yes.
0: No, <laughs> free Steve no, Trevino. That's not
1: true. Free
0: Steve Don't Trevino. I am in a conservatorship. No, you are not and Renee is the conservator. Free Steve <laughs> Trevino. Let's get it started. Free Steve <laughs> Trevino. Um, no, you are already in college. And, and and I was performing. Well, I and, won't
1: argue. Your memory is much better than mine. And, and that's
0: the thing for me is, is it's been such a long road and a long journey. And, and one of the first tours that I ended up on at literally 21 years old was a theater arena tour. And it was a huge show. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's it. I'm going to make it. Right? I'm doing... I'm on tour. It's sponsored by Bud Light where there's, there's tour buses and plane tickets and we're performing in front of, you know, five to 15,000 people. Like this is awesome. And it was the, it was called the three amigos tour and it was, um, Lopez Mencia and, um, Paul Rodriguez. Yeah. And it was like, Oh my gosh, like I made it right. Like I'm, if I'm on this stage, I'm no longer doing open mics, you know? (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) Fifteen years later, <laughs> I kind of made it. <laughs> you know, I remember the first time I walked into a comedy club. Yeah. You know, I I, I got a phone call from Jeremy Cruz and, and he goes, dude, there's a comedy club across the street. And and it was my first time because, I you know, I, I had already seen stand-up in a small theater, right? But I also knew that in that theater was... You know, the next day, the next week could be the Nutcracker, and the next week could be—you know—it yeah. was theater. It wasn't necessarily a uh, um, what you would call a, a stand-up comedy club. Now, the only stand-up comedy club I saw on TV growing up was they had a show called Evening at the Improv, right? So I knew that comedy clubs existed. Yeah, I had never been in one, right? And and one of the first times that—and I'll never forget—it was—it was actually Jamie Kennedy. So I get to Dallas, I go to the comedy club, I introduce myself as a comic, right? And I'm like, oh, I, I you know, I, and they're like, and then I remember they told me, they go, oh, well, if you're a comedy, uh, if, you're a, um, if you're a comic, you get to watch the shows for free. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what? I'll be here every day, right? So that was a Wednesday night. They had Jamie Kennedy. And at that time, I mean, this is 20 years ago, right? So he was from Scream. Right? He's a star. Yeah. Right? And I just sit there and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a comedy club. Well, the very next day was Pablo Francisco. So of course I go back, right? And I watch Pablo Francisco and I, I remember like being so intimidated. Like it was so scary to me because he made me feel like he had like he had made it all up
1: on the spot, like on spontaneously the spot.
0: in the moment. And I am rolling on the ground, like yeah. I am literally. I've never laughed so hard in my life, watching Pablo Francisco, and also in awe of all the characters that he was doing. Yeah, and, it, and I was like, I I can't do this. Like this guy was so good. Yeah, it really made me feel like. I have no business in this business yeah like i don't belong here if this is what it takes then i can't do it yeah right
1: oh that's like seeing a broadway play for the first time Like just the production of it all and realizing like, I mean, everyone, every dance move, everything is perfectly choreographed, you know, like being a a little girl in dance class and we're all turning in different directions and bumping into each other. And then you're like, holy cow, there's 20 people on stage and it's all perfectly synchronized.
0: No one's bumping into each other. Like, Well, no, I mean... You know, I, me, and you did a Broadway play. We did. Um, we went to go see a Bronx Tale, uh-huh. and I had the same feeling, right? Is that was the first Broadway play that I had ever seen, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like, this is, oh, these are professionals, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. oh, put that on silent. Um, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like these are what professionals, like this is for real, yeah." and and then i start instead of following the play i start looking for dudes making mistakes <laughs> i'm like somebody's gonna make a mistake right, and i'm gonna there's find gonna be it a
1: wardrobe malfunction there's something or, yeah. and there
0: was someone's ze- gonna miss an entrance. they're gonna miss a, a dance move they're gonna you know and i'm looking for the mistakes and there's zero mistakes and i'm like how do they do this day in with the orchestra
1: there in the orchestra pit like so many things can go wrong
0: but even even for me you know being a being a a a little kid from from gregory portland texas i had never been on an airplane yeah until until i started touring yeah you know never left the state of texas uh until i started touring you know i mean yes we would go visit family in mexico that was it i mean yeah. but we didn't get on a plane to do it
1: i mean i had been you on know. a plane before but i had never been to new york city the first time i like packed all my stuff in my suitcase and my folks and i got on a plane and that was the first time i'd ever like seen an actual yellow taxi cab back then before ubers and that was the first time i'd ever been
0: on a subway um, you were young dude you graduated high school. At 17 I was, years old. I was
1: 17.
0: And your parents, a year after 9-11, not to date you, um, <laughs> drop you but, off. But just
1: in case you want to do the math.
0: Drop you off in New York City.
1: They stayed with me for a couple of days for like freshman orientation. And I remember like...
0: I mean, uh, that's got to be intimidating. My memory
1: is not... I don't have the memory you have, but I have a very distinct memory of us trying to hail a cab. Like we had to go somewhere. And my dad couldn't get a cab and my mom couldn't get a cab. And I'm like, it's okay. Like I'm trying to get a cab. And after none of us could get one, I was like, maybe I don't belong here. Like, right. Maybe this is
0: a sign if I can't even catch a cab. <laughs> but that takes guts. You don't think, I mean, to be a 17 year old, our guts are ignorance. Ignorance. It, right? was,
1: it was totally ignorance. To, I, mean, I mean, to
0: go from Gregory, Portland, Texas, because just to put things in a perspective, since we're talking about firsts, what was your first job?
1: my first job this is so weird and random my first job was working for um bethany's dad my girlfriend's dad and our summers in high school he would test genetically modified crops and the way we would do that is we would grow worms in like little ketchup containers and then we would go out into the field and plant these worms on whatever crop we were testing and cover it in a bag. And then like a week or two later, we would come and unbag this cotton.
0: Okay. Hold on. How far did you have to drive to get to these fields?
1: Someone would drive us because I didn't have my license. <laughs> I know, but how far, how close oh, were the fields? It was, so podunk. <laughs> like it was literally yeah, down the street. No, but we'd wake up at 6 a.m. Cause it was the Texas heat and we wanted to be done early But then you'd pull these bags off the cotton crops and the ones that weren't genetically modified were mutilated and the worms were freaking
0: massive. So just to give you guys an idea, from Renee's parents' house where Renee grew up, um, one, two houses later, it is all cotton fields. Yeah. Two houses later. Like you walk two houses and then (laughs) it is a cotton field or they rotate crops. So sometimes it's cotton, sometimes it's corn. Um, when I was going to school at GP, um, I'm a little older than you our gradu- a lot older. Our graduating class was almost 200 people.
1: Yeah. That was it. Yeah.
0: Right. So for me to walk into a comedy club and for you at 17 years old to go from, I'm the girl doing worms and crops <laughs> to getting dropped off in New York city. Yeah. And you never even visited the campus?
1: No, no. I mean, I thought I was going to go to school in California, so I visited the, a campus in California. But but then at the last minute, I decided NYU.
0: Man, that's so scary. Like, I, I think about, like, in 10 years, I'm supposed to be dropping Garrett off in New York? I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. But how did I mean... <laughs>
1: I mean, but now kids are exposed to so much. So it's like, you see it all. And I mean, everything's on the internet, right? I mean, I was going by what I saw of New York City in movies, which is like so idealized. And I'm like, I'm going to New York City, you know?
0: But when you got there, I didn't realize I was going
1: to be like hot and sweating on a gross subway. Because
0: New York was very impressive to me. Yeah. When when I first saw New York for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is...
1: The buildings.
0: This is crazy. Like people are a hundred miles an hour. I remember, I remember standing in line to get a bagel, and then it was my turn, and I go, um, yeah. and then he, the dude literally goes, next, yeah, like he next, what do you? And then uh, that dude, he didn't like, he wasn't even like, hey man, sorry, he was just like, well, I want this, this, and this, and I'm like, did I just get skipped? <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck, yeah. like when I was not ready,
1: right, it was over for me. Oh no. I like learning how to read a subway map. I had to learn how to read a subway map. Like what is, what is this? And and there were not smartphones at the time. So, and there wasn't GPS at the time. So I remember there was like a freshman orientation and I got off the subway and I was so disoriented when I came up off the subway stairs. I didn't know, like I'm looking at a map, but I didn't know where to go. By the time I got to the damn orientation, it was over.
0: Well, no. And and, when I first moved to Dallas, there was no smartphones and we yeah. used to we used to have a thing called the Thomas Guide, right? And it was a book this thick, and a then you of maps, would, it was a a map maps book. and then you would find the neighborhood. The, I, I feel like this is if there's any young people watching <laughs> this, they're like, "Oh my god, listen to these prehistoric people <laughs> no talk GPS about." Yes, smartphones. Right? But yeah. you, so you know, uh, New York was very impressive to me my first time. Yeah, and I'm sure to you as well. Yeah, Vegas was like that for me, you know, mm-hmm. and and for somebody like me, especially then who. Loves to party, uh-huh. loves to gamble, right? And then you, I mean, you you pull into Vegas and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the, I belong here. This is my home, <laughs> right? I can gamble all night. There are and, all
1: these degenerate gamblers, they they're my you know, soulmate.
0: I'm, I'm trying to get wasted by two o'clock, and Ahmed Ahmed is like, dude, they don't, they're not cutting you off. <laughs> like you can drink all night long. Yeah. And we went there, uh, we were in, we were in LA and, um, I was already living in LA. So I was already, um, kind of mid twenties before I went to Vegas. Yeah. And Ahmed goes, um, he goes, Hey man, you want to go see Elton John in Vegas? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. And he's like, well, let's go. Right. It was like, I don't know, eight o'clock on a Wednesday or something.
1: Yeah.
0: He's like, let's go. I I go, man, I go, I don't have that much money. And he's like, I got the tickets. I'll get the Mm -hmm. tickets. And I get free rooms. Like, let's go. I'm
1: yeah. Like, All right. How much we, were the tickets to see Elton John? I
0: remember. The, I mean, it was a lot like yeah. 600, 700 bucks or something crazy. Yeah. And so we took off. We just started driving to Vegas. And I remember pulling into Vegas like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, this is awesome. Yeah. And we're now we're watching Elton John, which to this day, one of the, the biggest shows I had ever seen in my life. I mean, it was like and that was another thing to see. Like
1: that was like your first big concert.
0: But it was show business.
1: Oh right, because Vegas—the right? production of it all—it was yeah, yeah. show
0: business, man, and it was like, and all these good-looking people dressed up, and and I'm there, and I'm trying to play it cool, like, oh my gosh, I'm in Vegas, you know, yeah. and, and I think I met and I we we checked into some shit hotel that he got free rooms at, yeah, you know, and but even then I was like, oh my god, this is so freaking cool, like, this is awesome, like it doesn't get any better than this. And then I'll, I'll never forget. So Ahmed goes, I got the room, I got the tickets, don't worry about it. Come on. Yeah. Right? And then, like we're partying, we're hanging out. I'm doing pretty good at 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 black I didn't play craps back then. Doing pretty good at blackjack, uh-huh. you know? And Ahmed's like, hey man, listen, um, can I borrow five hundred bucks? I'm like, what the f dude <laughs> You told me you had it. Like I I might as well have just paid for my ticket. So I ended up giving him 500 bucks, but that was, and
1: then who paid rent that month?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, thank goodness I did pretty good at the tables, but that was my first time in Vegas. And, and it it was awesome. And it was, I mean, we were broke. We didn't have a lot of money, but you know what, man, we partied and we figured it out and stomped around Vegas you know, till six o'clock in the morning. And, and I just remember, like, man, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, but it's.
1: And then begin your love affair with Vegas.
0: Yes, I love <laughs> Vegas. And that's why I become a, a Golden Knights fan, you know, because I, you know, I love my Texas teams, pro teams, but mm-hmm. you know what? I need a pro team in Vegas and it's definitely not going to be the Raiders. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll root for the Golden Knights. But it was, I mean, it was awesome, man. And, and for, you know, for a kid like me, who literally I mean we didn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, our vacation we'd go we'd go camping at at Garner State Park. Um dad would take us to Slitterbon which is here in New Braunfels. Yeah. And that was maybe a day. Like there was not like two days.
1: I think my dad took you know. me to my first big concert. Really? Yeah. I remember um it was at the Selena Auditorium, right? That's that's what was the big one then and it was um Color Me Bad was <laughs> You got Elton John, I got Color Me Bad in Corpus Christi, Texas with my dad.
0: (laughs) I don't even know if I remember.
1: They were like, um, what were they like? They were like the knockoff of NSYNC, kind of.
0: (laughs) I gotta look them up, hold on. Because
1: I don't think NSYNC came to Corpus, so
0: I got Color Me Bad. Color Me Bad. (laughs) Oh gosh, here's a picture of them when they were... uh...
1: Let me see. I don't even remember what Jeez, they look Louise,
0: like. Louise, dude, they look so creepy. <laughs> That's what you want. Your dad took you to go see.
1: Yeah. Let yeah, me see. Yeah. It? They are like um, a bad in-sync Knockoff.
0: Dude, they look They're
1: like like, uh, like an older, creepier New Kids on the Block.
0: Right. <laughs> you no, know, I didn't get Cheerios growing up. I got or you know, like I didn't get Nikes. I got Mikeys. Right. That's what you got.
1: Yeah, I got color me bad.
0: Um, this is hilarious. That was the
1: first concert I remember going to.
0: The first song that they show. I
1: was because I don't even remember what
0: they sing actually. Is, I want to sex you up. Your dad takes his daughter. Oh. <laughs> Good job, Daddy Raymond. No, he
1: was. I don't think he even knew their songs either. Dad just liked music, and so
0: I want to sex he you up. Took me to up. a concert. Full lyrics. <laughs>
1: and i think it might have just been him and i i think it was like a daddy daughter come
0: inside take off your coat i'll make you feel at home (laughs) it's a date rape song this this is they're canceling it for sure yes for sure this is uh color me
1: bad has for sure been canceled
0: i've been waiting all night so just let me hold you close to me because i've been dying for you girl to make love to me this is how old were you (laughs)
1: I was probably like eight or nine.
0: Eight or nine years old. That's awesome. Girl, you make me feel real good. We can do it till we both wake up. Girl, you know I'm hooked on you, and this is what I'll do. I Uh, want to sex you up. I
1: didn't even know the word. All
0: night. Girl, you make me feel good. I want to sex you up. This
1: feels wrong. Stop.
0: Good job, Daddy Raymond. (laughs) Good job, Daddy Raymond. Take it <laughs> and you wonder why she fell for the dirty comedian. You wonder why she went for the dirty comedian.
1: Uh
0: oh my gosh, Renee, that's hilarious, mm. dude. Your dad had no clue.
1: No. No No
0: clue. None. And, uh, LA too. I, I mean, LA was was really um I just I mean I think about all the like you know, to go back and, and, and try to remember those feelings, right. So that you don't get jaded so that you don't get, you said um, LA, it
1: made me think of, um, our first road trip. Well, my first road trip with you, but my first trip to LA In my little, my little truck, that was my 21st birthday. No, you were,
0: you were in LA before when we met.
1: Well, yes, but like our first road trip. road trip together of like me actually when I actually moved to LA. Well, and
0: by then for me, you know, I had I've driven I had driven all over the country. Yeah. already, right? And and you were you were not prepared to drive 20 hours cross
1: country. Which which yeah. later on
0: because we were broke, we would drive home all the, all time, the time, right? Yeah. And we got to the point where we had our system and we and, know what
1: cities we stop along the way, where they have clean right. restrooms, and well, and it's funny
0: because and, and and Brian Hart's and uh, writer Brian's in the room today, but as a comic, it's it's always funny when I would take new guys on the road, mm-hmm. and a and a ten hour drive to them would feel, you know, like, oh my gosh, like this is this comedy, and it's like, yeah, dude, like
1: yeah, you
0: gotta drive, man, you're on the road, you know, and and to watch them build up their tolerance to where they're like, Oh, a 10 hour drive. I, nothing. you know, I do that. Like it's nothing. I just go home. Yeah. You know, after the gig, I mean, after El Paso, I would finish El Paso when I lived in LA, which was 12 hours away. That's a long drive. And then I would leave at night and, and, and hump it through, hump it through. Cause I wanted to be in my bed. Yeah. I wanted to be at home and, and, um, wake up at my house. Yeah. You know, as opposed to losing that whole next day. And then, as a stand-up too, like after your performances, you're up anyway.
1: Yeah. Right? Like I'm 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 the amped. adrenaline. Yeah. I'm yeah. Amped.
0: I, I just did a show. I'm gonna be awake all night anyway. I don't wanna spend being awake in a in a hotel room. Yeah. Like I wanna get my ass home. You know. But but going back yeah. to like, you know, I always use the the would would twenty one year old Steve how would he feel about where I am in my career? Yeah. Right. How would eighteen year doesn't old doesn't that feel Steve... like a
1: completely different person? Like oh twenty one year old I mean, Renee feels like a completely different person.
0: Twenty one year old Steve is like I'd punch him. <laughs> like I would I would punch that guy in the face. Um, but no, I mean I you know I have to ask myself when I got into this business. Yeah. You know because there's some times where I get a little like you know jaded or I get a little like man where's where's my TV show and I start to get grumpy about it or, or, you know, how come I'm not a bigger comedian when I know I'm funnier than 98% of the comedians out there? How am I not bigger? But then I have to take a step back and go, Hey, wait a minute. Your life's pretty good, man. Yeah. You know, and and what would 21 year old Steve who started this business feel about where we're at today? Yeah. Right. And I think that that's important. I don't know
1: 21 year old Steve. No, you don't. I know twenty five, twenty six year old Steve, which I feel like is twenty seven. A, a much no twenty seven. Yeah, twenty. Oh, that's right, twenty seven. I know twenty seven uh-huh. year old Steve, which I feel like is a much tamer version than the twenty one year old Steve.
0: And if that was tame,
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: <laughs> what well, what is that? But you know, I, I, and and we were talking about this where it's like a lot of guys and girls went to college. Yeah. And they had a lot of fun in college. I did. Right? A lot of, did. A lot of partying, a lot of hanging out, a yeah. lot of laughs, a lot of carefree time. Yes. You know, and that college, those college years are a lot of fun. Yeah. But imagine spending those college years, because I didn't go to college. I spent my college years on the road. You
1: got a doctorate like, on the road. Like a pirate. Maybe.
0: Like a pirate, you know, and, and I was college age, so I would go into college parties when I was on the road. Yeah, college was always supposed to be
1: four years, Steve. You drew <laughs> that out.
0: But that was, that was my, my, the, my college years were spent every single week in another city. Yeah. not that crazy? Like, yeah. you know, as fun, as fun as you can imagine your college experience was.
1: Take it on tour.
0: Yeah. Multiply <laughs> that by 10. <laughs> and the drinks for me were free yeah right i yeah. mean you want to talk about like you know crazy times right you know it's i'm on the road in a different major city in the country during my college years
1: yeah and, and comedy clubs are all like downtown in the liveliest you know right. liveliest da- neighborhood. where we party and, next yeah. and where
0: are we going and you know it's it's, it's one of the ways that, that I met punch and, and Pat. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about baseball on stage and how much I love it. And punch uh, punch and, and Pat are playing college baseball. So they come up to me and go, Hey man, you should come to our game tomorrow.
1: Since you're in college. Yeah.
0: Since you're in college, <laughs> like us, you should come to the game. But you know, I would meet people on the and 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 it's funny because we have this conversation and it, and it kind of made me think of, of something else as well. And and that something else is that, you know, it's obvious that the fear of the new and the fear of the unknown to me, it seems like that's what keeps people from succeeding. Right. What made you think of that? Well, I just thought about how, how you at 17 years old were not afraid because be I, I didn't
1: know any better.
0: Yeah, but there's
1: still. I saw a movie and I was like, "That's cool. I'll do that." But there's
0: still people that, that are afraid, and yeah. because they're afraid, they 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 don't go to New York, right? Yeah. Because they're afraid, they don't try that new thing. Yeah. Because they're afraid, they don't become a comedian. Because they're afraid, you know. But that's what's
1: so great about being young and dumb, right? Like you feel like do it when you're young and dumb. <laughs>
0: ignorant I mean mm. but you know like even, even Miss Dora my mom right she drives me crazy because she won't get on a plane yeah because she's like I'm afraid
1: but she'll, get, um, she'll still get on a train and go to Chicago I mean well, she's still your, your mama mom's gets brave. out
0: mom's brave but, your mom but, will drive by yes. herself
1: here to visit us and I know a lot of women who won't do that but
0: but even like you know your mom where she's like well I don't want to go without Raymond yeah you know and it's like it's a two hour drive my mom who is a lot older than you does it on her own yeah you know, but my sister Lisa, very afraid. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go over there and I'm afraid and I'm intimidated and, and, you know, she wanted to come to my show, but well, can you walk me in? And I go, I go, Lisa, just tell them you're my sister. They know you're coming. Yeah, but come get me. And I'm intimidated. You know, I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. You know, so, so the, the, I guess my, 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 I've never been afraid to Travel. I've never been afraid to go somewhere. I've never been.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I, I get to go to Montreal. You know what it is.
1: You've made so many mistakes. You're not afraid to make them.
0: Yes. <laughs> that's exactly the point. <laughs> I make mistakes. There's
1: a gift in that.
0: I make mistakes all the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And it's like the other yes, day. Yes.
1: Yes, you did. No,
0: the the, the other day, I I, I I pooped at at Victoria's house, and I and I clogged the toilet. Right. <laughs> And all the girls were Please like, "Please tell me how this is a life lesson." Because all the girls were like, "Oh my God, you 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 clogged up the toilet and blah blah." And then I'm walking around and I go, "Oh, sorry, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed, you know." And, and Kenny, my brother-in-law, goes, uh, "Is that possible? Is it possible to embarrass you?" But it, it's it's one of those things. Where it's like, what? Am I the only one in history to clog a toilet? Am I the only one that has ever, cl- you know, I mean, come on. Of course I'm not embarrassed. Like it happens. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. The conversation has gone here. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not embarrassed that I clogged the toilet at my sister's house. I'm a little proud. Yeah. I'm a little proud. Yeah. Um, But I don't know what happened in this episode or where we went. I thought it was uh-huh. good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it all goes to the shitter
0: that was kind of funny Renee good job it all all ended up in the shitter this episode ended up in the shitter and I think we just named this episode Um, but even like you know thinking of first like now you got me thinking of yeah like the first time you have a baby what was your first job ooh my first job yeah that I got paid for yes that you got paid for Um, my uncle Johnny Uh um, Valerie's dad he owned a company And it was a construction company where they did, um, pretty much anything and everything. Yeah. They had a, they had a contract with, um, a lot of the convenience stores. So my dad immediately, I was probably 12 or 13 years old and dad was like, take Steve, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, we would do, we'd roof houses. Um, we would do, we would build storm shutters for, um, convenience stores you know, construction stuff. Yeah. Um, And a lot of times, you know, being on uh, the roofing, we did a lot of roofing. Yeah. You know, we would be on on the roof all the time. I mean, and I always say that, I, you know, I think that, you know, part of the reason that I speak Spanish, my sisters don't speak Spanish, part of the reason I speak Spanish is because I was with all these crews that only spoke Spanish. Yeah. You know, I was on the roof with 80% of the guys would only speak Spanish. Yeah you know and here I am this 13 year old kid on the roof with them 13 you know. oh yeah i started working very young and and i was always proud of that though you know dad always dad always kind of had the attitude that hey man if, if you take care of yourself uh-huh. i'll leave you alone right so i i started buying my own school clothes um you know my parents by the time i was in junior high did not have to buy me School clothes. You bought your own tank tops. I bought my own tank tops. <laughs> You're on fire today, dude. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, no, I, 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 you know, I've taken care of myself. You know, and it's, it's I don't have a um, uh, high school graduation ring. Because dad was like, hey, did you make money? If you yeah. want one, get one. You know, I don't have high school graduation pictures. Because my dad was like, you want pictures? Pay for them. <laughs> like, you have money? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I'm watching all my other friends get pictures and, and their class ring senior year, you know, yeah. and. and Oh, no one I wears class rings anyway. I know. But I, you know, I never, I never. But the
1: picture, but I wish you had a graduation picture.
0: But you know, if, if I wanted to go to prom, you know, my dad would go, Hey man, figure it out. You got money. Yeah. You know, you want a tuxedo because you know, tuxedos for prom were a hundred bucks. So yeah. I would go to the tuxedo shop and again, and, and I really appreciate my dad doing that you know, because it made me uh, creative, Yeah. you know, and it made me make that decision of like, you know what? I don't need that ring.
1: Right. Like like,
0: who cares about who, who out there wears their high school graduation ring? Yeah. Like nobody, you know, I don't need it. I don't
1: even think they're a thing anymore. Are they? I I don't know. I don't know if they are or not. I don't think they're a thing anymore.
0: But I would go to the tuxedo shop and I would say, Hey, if I get 10 of my friends to come here, can I have a free tuxedo? And they would go, yeah. You bring. So they would write. They would give me uh, cards, uh-huh. and then I would put my name on the back of the card. And if ten of those came into the tuxedo shop, they gave me a free one. Yeah. Right. So I go to my friends and be like, Hey, man, that, go here. This is where you need to go. Right. They got. They got to hook up. <laughs> Take them this card. They're gonna hook you up. Right. Take them this card. Uh, tuxedo
1: so, sales turned into radio sales. Apparently. Yeah. You
0: know. Yeah. But but I just. I had to figure it out because I'm like, man, I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on a tuxedo and all these kids, their parents are paying for it. Yeah. So why not send them there? You know? Yeah. And I would, I would get, I would get a free tuxedo, but it made me, it made me think outside the box. Cause my dad was like, Hey dude, Yeah. like you, you got to pay for it. Oh,
1: I know we should wrap huh? it up. But I was like, now I want to know how you ended up from tuxedo sales to radio sales.
0: Well, radio sales. I wanted to be in radio. Cause I thought that was show business.
1: 'Cause there was no comedy club. So that there was, was no comedy was the club. Best version. And
0: of it. and I was I was driving to Del Mar College for the one semester I did. You did I, a
1: semester of college?
0: Yes, I did you didn't, I know didn't know that either?
1: No, I didn't know that either.
0: Um and I got a I got a um uh I'm listening to the radio and they're like, Hey, are you interested in radio? Do you wanna be in radio? Well, come to you know, blah 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 blah. I'm like They um, were
1: running an ad? Yeah.
0: So I showed up. And, and I kept, and they were like, you're not old enough. You're only 18, uh-huh. right? And I just kept knocking on the door and knocking on the door. And, I, and they were like, hey, man, you know what? When you, when you get older, come by. And then finally, I bugged them so much that they hired me. Yeah. And, and I still have lifelong friends from that situation. Because me, Barbie Leo, uh-huh. and uh, Lou Ramirez, who now works for Warner Music, we uh-huh. all started. We were all young together and started together. Yeah. And Lou was a, a radio intern, and Barbie was a radio intern, and I was a radio intern. And now the three of us are still very, very good friends. Yeah. You know. And all in the um, But I, I just, I always worked. I always made my own money, and you know, Dad had that attitude of, "Look, man, you want me to leave you alone? Then pay your own bills." Yeah. Pay for your car, pay for your own insurance, you know. I was the first guy in high school to have my own pager. I had a pager, <laughs> a, little, a little pager, you know, and i checked check my pages, you know. You, you <laughs> get buzzed. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I was one of the first guys to have a cell phone because I I paid for it. I yeah. wanted a cell phone, you know, so.
1: Oh, I just bought shoes and bags. Bags bags and shoes, that's what I bought. Some shit has, never, has not
0: changed. <laughs> some things have not changed. Um, but we like to think old salt coffee, for um, being a continued supporter, OldSaltCoffee.com, Trevino10, T-R-E-V-I-N-O, the number 10, you get 10% off, you're going to drink coffee, you might as well buy it from veterans, and you might as well help us out. So, I think I
1: had a little too much coffee this morning. I'm like jittery.
0: What a weird episode. I hope you guys like it.